0: Let us pray. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 5.44. Dear Lord, as I listen to the truths in today's reading, I thank you for giving me the beatitudes of how I'm supposed to be, in order to live a life full of abundance and freedom. As I begin to honor the way that I am called to live, I thank you that as I pray to you, I do not have to worry about where I'm going to eat or where I'm going to sleep, because when I live in divine obedience to you and your word, you continually provide all that I need. Therefore, I declare that worry and fear will no longer be a part of my story. For I know that like a good parent, you too desire to feed and provide for every need I have. In addition, I acknowledge that my greatest command is to love you and to love my neighbors as myself. With these truths, fastened tight around my heart. I will live at a higher level. I will serve with greater humility. And I will lead with my way of being so others may see life and follow you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com
1: Sermon on the Mount In our last story, we saw Jesus through the eyes of Peter. His mighty works of healing and acts of compassion brought Peter to his knees. He truly saw that Jesus was a man worth following, and he would soon come to the understanding that Jesus was God himself. Now we listen to the heart of Christ through the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus declares what the kingdom of heaven looks like when it is acted out on earth. People awe at his eloquence, wisdom, and authority. Inspired by the book of Matthew. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the
2: all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
3: Hello, this is Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. We are so thankful for each one of you. So many have joined this podcast over the past nine or ten months. In fact, well over 20 million people have joined us, and we're grateful for each of you. In our previous episode, we heard how Jesus called Peter and other disciples to become fishers of men. We saw how when they obeyed him in faith, he provided more abundantly than they could have ever imagined. And we saw how Jesus' healing ministry began to grow and spread in the region. But in all this business, Jesus never neglected to find time in solitude to seek God's presence, the Heavenly Father's strength. Today, we'll hear from Jesus' most well-known sermon and His words concerning God's kingdom and what that looks like when we live out kingdom principles and priorities here on earth. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. So let's hear the word of God.
1: Jesus scanned the crowds as they followed his every step. His popularity was growing rapidly, and thousands of people followed him into the valley outside Galilee. Their hearts were hungry for truth. They were longing to know what the kingdom of God truly looked like. Jesus gathered them at the bottom of a small hill. He climbed to the top and sat. The wind carried his voice for all to hear, and they listened to every word flowing from his mouth. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who hurt, for the time will come for them to be comforted. Blessed are those with strength, but use it for good, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who long for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy in return. Blessed are those who are persecuted for doing what is right, for the kingdom of heaven will reward them greatly. The crowd was completely silent as they listened to Jesus. You all are salt, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be used? You are also a light meant to guide and direct people to safety, and a light is of no use hiding under a basket. Let your light shine so they might glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus could see the crowds processing his words. What he spoke were old truths, but it seemed new to them. Jesus smiled and held up his finger. Do not think that I came to abolish the laws or the prophets you have learned since your youth. I have not come to destroy the law, but bring it to fulfillment. For you have heard it said, Do not murder. But I tell you, whoever harbors hatred in his heart or insults his brother is judged the same. You have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I have come to tell you that whoever lusts after a woman in his mind or treats a woman as an object is committing adultery in his heart. The crowd began to stir a bit. What Jesus was saying was revolutionary and changed the way they saw themselves. Then Jesus said something that would change everything. You have heard people say, an eye for an eye. But if anyone slaps you on the cheek... You ought to turn the other cheek. Do not return evil for evil. Love your enemies. Bless those who scorn you. Everyone is good at loving those who love them in return. However, the mark of a pure heart lies within someone who is able to love the unlovable. Jesus looked at the crowd. He could see a group of Pharisees glaring at him in the corner of his eye. Jesus' tone was gentle yet firm. He spoke clearly, saying... There is a trap that many people fall into. They desire to only do good when people are watching. For them, their reward is in the validation of others. Beware of this. When you give to the needy, do not sound a trumpet like some do in the synagogues. Give in secret, for your heavenly Father sees you. When you pray, do not add spectacle or poetry to come off as righteous to others. Some love to stand on the street corners and proclaim their devotion to God, when you pray, do so just between you and the Lord. Some of Jesus' disciples interrupted him and asked, Then teach us how to pray. Jesus answered and said, Our Father, holy is your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done, here as it is in your perfect will. Provide our daily needs and forgive us of all our sins, and may we also forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. The prayer was simple yet profound, and it spoke of the relationship man ought to have with God. Do not be anxious for anything, Jesus said. Look at the birds of the air. They do not toil and worry, yet their Heavenly Father feeds them. You are more important than they, so trust that the Lord will provide. No one ever added one moment to their life by worrying. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, it has its own troubles. Live today. Jesus could see that some of the people were beginning to look to one another. The nature of humans is to look at the flaws in one another instead of inward. Jesus knew this and gave a stiff warning to all who were listening. Be careful not to judge others, for you yourself will be judged. Why would you point out the small piece of sawdust in someone else's eye when you have a large wooden plank stuck in your own? There was a chuckle from among the crowd. Jesus smiled. Be mindful to understand your own flaws before mentioning the flaws of others. You will serve them better if you do so. Jesus welled up with love for the people. He saw them as God did, children in need of a loving parent. Ask great things of God. Seek him and he will answer. How many of you parents would deny your children bread and instead give him a stone? If you, being sinful, would not even do this, even more so, God will give happily to those who seek his favor. There was a pause and Jesus stood to his feet. The wind blew from behind him and his robe flowed in the wind. He stepped down once and raised his voice. He did not want anyone to miss his next words. Treat others the way you wish to be treated. This is the true heart behind the law of God. And understand this, that the gate to the kingdom of God is narrow. The easy path is wide and open. However, its ease is deceptive. It is the way of death. The true path of God is hard. It requires sacrifice, struggle, and humility. This is why many will choose to avoid it. Ultimately, a tree is judged by its fruit. Every healthy and good tree bears fruit that people can enjoy. Every bad tree produces thorns and poison. The same is with our hearts. A good heart will produce good actions. Likewise, a bad heart will produce corrupt actions. Make no mistake, words are not enough. Not everyone who declares to know the Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus began to walk down the hill. When he looked upon a firm stone on the ground, he picked it up and smiled. He held the stone up in the air and said, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise person who builds their house on a firm rock. When the rain fell and the floods came, their house was sturdy. Yet those who do not listen and do not do these things are like people who build their homes on sand. When troubles come, they will be washed away. Jesus dropped the stone and walked away. The crowd stood there, astonished that he held so much authority in his word.
3: As we begin today's reading, a large crowd is gathered outside of Galilee to hear Jesus speak. Jesus stood on top of a mountain, a place where his voice could reach far and wide so that all in the crowd could hear what he had to say, because what he had to say was life-changing. He began by telling the people what it means to be blessed. These weren't blessings as we understand them. It wasn't about good fortune or wealth or health. It was something far greater, much deeper. This was about the blessing of joy and of total satisfaction and to live in the fullness and the wholeness of God's grace. Jesus then went on to describe the attitudes that will lead to this fulfillment, the perfect satisfaction. These were attitudes that we call the Beatitudes. And these attitudes are the attitudes that we should seek, not only attitudes towards ourselves, but attitudes towards others. The Beatitudes Jesus describes here stand in stark contrast as to how the world sees what is important. These were deep, deep teachings and not easy ones to follow. He then reminded the people of the purpose of these Beatitudes, that we were called, all of us who follow Jesus, to be salt and light, to be agents of preservation and illumination in a dark and desperate world. We are still called to do that today to be salt and light in our world, in our culture, to make a difference in people's lives, to turn on the light of the gospel, and to be salt in the earth. Next, Jesus turned his attention to his own purpose. He told them in no uncertain terms that he did not come to abolish the law or the writings of the prophets, but to bring them to fulfillment. This is very important. God had outlined in the Ten Commandments the requirements for holy living, a life set apart for God. This is the law that he gave to Moses. This was the standard by which people were expected to live and principles that we can live by even today. The Ten Commandments spoke of murder and adultery and divorce and swearing oaths and vengeance and love. And for each of these, Jesus began with the basics of the law. But rather than lowering the standards of the law, Jesus raised the standards. He was showing them that the real perfect standard was not just weighty, and burdensome, it was impossible in our own power. This is why we need a Savior. Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets for us, and when we trust in Him, His righteousness becomes our righteousness. He was also teaching them and all of us something else. The issue of sin and disobedience to God is an issue of the heart. Without changed hearts, it is impossible to live a righteous life. They didn't know this yet, but the one speaking to them was their only hope and our only hope for a life changed, a heart changed, the only way that any of us could meet the high and holy standard that God has established. Jesus cautioned people against acting righteously for the sake of recognition, that is, self-righteously, especially with regards to caring for the poor. Again, he was pointing them to the heart of the matter, their own hearts. The Lord then began to teach the people about prayer, starting with the posture of prayer. Prayer is not to be a spectacle, a show for others to see. It is rather a personal conversation with the God who created us. Jesus himself lived by this example, often retreating in solitude to pray. When asked how they were to pray, Jesus gave them a pattern for praying, an outline, if you will, as to how to pray. We know it as the Lord's Prayer, and it is a beautiful model for how to speak to our Father in heaven. It is a prayer that has endured to this day, one that speaks to our relationship with God, our submission to His will and dependence upon His provision and forgiveness, and our need to forgive others as God has forgiven us. As He continued to teach the crowd, Jesus poured out wisdom from God's heart. He called people to invest in God's kingdom, to be generous storing up treasures in the life to come, treasures that will never decay or be destroyed. He called the crowds to release their worries to God, trusting that He will provide for their every need. And He urged them and us to boldly ask God to provide, reminding us that the Father in heaven is infinitely gracious and kind and giving good gifts to all who ask. Finally, Jesus concluded the message with an illustration. He said in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 13 and 14, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So with this is an illustration and a warning. He warns us about those who would lead us astray, false prophets and false religions, disguised disciples who claim to follow the Lord but are way, way lost. Jesus' words would stick to some that day. Those who heard and held on to his teaching would build their foundation, their lives on a solid rock and they would be prepared to weather the storms of life. It is so important that you build your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ. As Jesus taught us, we must not build our lives on the sifting sands of time that crumble but upon the solid rock who is Christ himself. At the center of Jesus' famous sermon is the theme of true righteousness and the truth that righteousness is not a result of our action, but a condition of our hearts. And ultimately, Jesus' words would remind us that our hope, our only hope, for righteousness is him, Christ himself. He is the ultimate good gift of the Heavenly Father. Who knows our needs and provides for them in every way so that we could accomplish his purpose and will for our lives? Let's pray. Thank you, dear God, for this powerful sermon from the very lips of Jesus and how it points us to our great need of you. You have told us to be perfect, even as the Heavenly Father is perfect, and we know we are not perfect, but you are. So we thank you for your perfect sacrifice for us on the cross. For your resurrection that we might have forgiveness of our sins and be given your righteousness that we may live in the eternal hope of heaven help us to live putting you first in all things to seek first the kingdom of god and your righteousness lord knowing that you will bless us with everything we need in life and in the life to come amen thank you for listening to today's bible in a year i'm pastor jack graham from dallas texas You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. And if you appreciate this podcast, please share it with someone else. I also want to encourage you to go to jackgraham.org, that's jackgraham.org, for we have resources that are free and available for you so that you may know Christ and grow in Him. Let me also invite you to something very special with myself and my wife, Deb, as we are planning two trips in 2024. One is to Israel, departing April the 1st, to go to the land of the Bible and to walk where Jesus walked. It's a trip of a lifetime. And then an Alaskan cruise adventure in the summer of 2024, in which we will have wonderful times of friendship and fellowship We'll have worship services and experiences around God's Word and seeing the wonders of God's creation. So, two opportunities in 2024 to travel with us to Israel or to Alaska or both. You can go to Prestonwood.org for information. God bless you.
0: This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of 5 phones per customer. Family plan discount with 4 lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.